0: nature dial hello,
1: hello. babe I miss you I miss you are you in love do you feel it in your stomach does it twist and turn and scream and burn and start to make you cry but you like it Don't want to let it slip away? Does it stretch into your throat until you don't know what to say? Does it hold you under its pillow in the night? It kills you with its passion and its endless beam of light? When you see yourself in the future, frail and gray, who do you want beside you when you wake to start your day? Yeah, it's extreme. I know what you're going to say. I'm being too dramatic but this feeling feels this way. Are you in love? Do you feel it in your spine? Shaking, waking, tearing, breaking, taking a sweet time, but you want it. Yeah, you need it to breathe. You never sure of what is pulling from its sleeve. If you said yes to all the things above, then yes, my friend, I'm sorry. It appears you're in love. wetlock my true unscripted chronicles as a prison wife join me on my journey as i bring you crazy stories informative facts updates on my husband advice from my family and friends and special guests giving their true life stories on the prison system this is not your average love story welcome to wetlock hey guys and welcome to bonus episode 10 part 2 this episode is going to be a continuation with my interview with angie lanier matthew baker jr's mom of course i have jojo and michelle coming up on this episode as well guys i just want to say thank you so much for bearing with me as i go totally off script this week for my bonus episodes Normally, of course, you know, I give the chronicles of myself and my husband talking about the love, talking about prison relationships. You know, I interview couples, I read poems, love letters, and everything. But guys, I have to tell you, this case has been something that has been on my mind ever since I read Matthew's letter in my episode 17. And... For whatever reason, I have inserted myself in this fight with him. I stand with him. I stand with his mom. I stand with Demita. And this is something that I feel like God has put in my pathway for me to bring his story to the forefront and use my platform and use my voice to help as much as I can. So I thank you guys so much for bearing with you with me, for supporting me, for listening, for tuning in, and for subscribing. You guys are so appreciated. Again, totally off script, but I'm just following what God is asking me to do. So now, guys, we're going to jump into part two of my interview with Matthew's mother, Angie Lanier.
0: When we go to the courtrooms, uh, every time we're in court, like, all of our family can't always come and be there. You know what I'm saying? Right. they work and stuff. right? But I know when it goes to trial... Whoever can be there, they're going to be there. That's going to be no question. No mm-hmm. ifs ands, or buts about it. Mm-hmm. Every time we go to court, everybody in those, those families just about are there. The mamas, the uncles, the aunties, the grandmas, all of them, they're there. When I walk in there, they're on one side of the courtroom and I'm on the other. I feel like I'm in a KKK meeting and I'm the only black person there and I'm not even fucking black. I'm white. But that's how I feel. Right. Because they hate me so much because of my child that's biracial.
1: Right.
0: And feels that my child has something to do with their child's death. When the courts, VA, them, because they don't even know or they don't even want to pay attention to it. But first of all, one of those kids was my son's friend. One of those kids that got killed played baseball with my son. One of those kids went to school with him and my others, both of my sons. and they hung out hang, hung out together outside of school. And that's that parent that child's parent is the one that hates us the fucking most. That child's parent is the one that has told the DA we were harassing him when we haven't even harassed him at all.
1: You know, it's, it's hate, hate runs so deep to the point that it's so blinding because as, as a, if I, if I was a parent of someone who was killed, I mean, of course I'm going to be upset. I'm going to be, I'm going to be mad. I'm going to be mad. I'm probably going to hate. I'm going to go through a lot of different emotions, but I would definitely want to know the truth. Like, like if if i found out that this kid over here had nothing to do with my son or my daughter being murdered um i would want to know the truth and i could not have that hate on my heart to the point where i'm not paying attention it's if it's somebody else who did it this is what we need to be working towards like together as a as a community like Instead of bringing so much hate to a kid that you're like that that's innocent that you're bashing um when the main objective should be getting justice for your kids, and if the justice is for your kids is that someone else did it, why can't you you know remove so much hate to 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 see what's in your face? It's almost like it's blinding, yes. it's completely blinding and and I don't. I don't understand, um, I don't understand hate like that. I, I, I don't understand hate like that because if if you are a parent and you want the, the truth and you want justice, that's what you should be seeking. Um, And it just seems as if they have their mind set and, and, and they don't care, you know, and that's why your son is so amazing to continue to say, to keep praying for them because only God is going to change that. That's 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 a different kind of that's that's a different level of hate that only God is going to be able to change um because it's blinding them the the overall factor is justice for your kid you know and and if it's someone else who did it that's where that energy should go On my episode 17, I read a letter written by Matthew Baker Jr to his attorneys in that letter quote unquote he stated jacob koski has written my two advocates and told them that he wrote you all the district attorney the judge and fox news proclaiming my innocence i demand that you use jacob Kosky in my defense i'm going to now read the letter that was written by jacob Kosky, dated june 7 2021 And it was sent out at 3.18 p.m. Hello, I finally checked my email. Matthew is innocent of everything he's been charged with. I've wrote numerous letters and advocates to my Capitol Defender team, Matthew's Capitol Defender team, judges in our case, clerk of court, DA, and Fox 5 News on Baker's behalf. I don't care what the rumors and police are saying because I know what happened and Baker is not guilty but in fact innocent and a victim in this case as well. I stole the guns and Matthew had no clue of my intentions of murdering them people. I didn't even know I was going to do it. I just lost my mind. I called Baker and Brooke Knight and told them me and my sis were about to get jumped and I needed a ride and I told them to park down the street and I told Matthew to come up the driveway. I never said nothing. I never said I was about to kill anyone. Please free him up. He's, been, he's being done wrong by HCO judicial system and I have the documents and proof of their corruption and lies. They twist words and make shit up and blackmail and go off rumors. I know the truth and Matthew is completely innocent. I want my message of his innocence to be heard and it's wrong that an innocent man is locked up fighting for his life literally for nothing. Thanks for reaching out to me. Have a blessed day.
0: But at the end of the day in order for you to go through something like this and I and I'm I know this kind of sounds easier for me to say it because my child is still here and I'm not hurting because my child's not here because right. I don't know how it would feel right like I probably wouldn't want to live if knowing that my child is not here that is a pain that it just You really have to be a strong person to get over losing a child, whether it's a miscarriage or stillborn or either CIS, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Or just by murder or the death penalty. However, you know, it's it's just really hard. But the mindset that I have, you know, right now, how I feel is I, I think because of this case and I have and this is how I look into it. Because my son is involved in this. My son has been taken away from me. You know, he. when I say, let me back up because I need to clear something up so people don't think what I just said. When I said that he is involved in this, meaning that he is a part of this situation right now because that's what the justice system, as far as him being guilty of anything, he's not guilty of nothing.
2: Mm-hmm. So
0: I had to make sure I cleared that up because mm-hmm. I don't want nobody taking what I said and running with it right but but as far as him being affected by this yes I I, we're we're all affected the whole family we all hurt from PTSD we all hurt from just hurt itself we we hurt from you know him not being here you know he was he hasn't been able to be here to see either one of his nieces be born my middle son just graduated into the marines and he wasn't even able to be a part of that like my mom passed away six months after matthew was um locked up he wasn't able to go to that funeral and you know my mom was like the only grandmother they really had yeah because they his dad was you know like i said never really a part of his life you know what i'm saying not till he inherited and then adopted dad and that's when he was able to know, you know what I'm saying, who a father figure really was. So um so we are affected by it just like they are. Yeah. Because you know our yeah I can see my baby, yeah I can talk to him on the phone, yes I can hear his voice, but I cannot hug him. They can't hug their baby, I can't hug mine.
1: Yeah.
0: It's the same feeling.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it is. But, it is.
0: Having hate in your heart will make your pain worse. And you won't be able to see what you need to see when God's Mm -hmm. trying to show you something. Mm -hmm. So I do pray for them, especially one of the, the one that hates us the most. I pray for him because he goes to church and he even said that he goes to church. And he said that he's talked to his pastor and he's asked his pa- pastor, how can you forgive somebody like this? And blah, 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 blah. But see, the thing about it is, is I, I even me, I should have so much anger and animosity towards Koski, but I don't. Because sure. at the end of the day, first of all, it, the, the courts lied. They try to make it seem like Matthew and Koski were the best of friends, and they wasn't. I
1: they just realized not. they just knew each other three days
0: they only knew each other
1: three days and you know what i'm gonna and tell you something
0: didn't
1: even know them that what well, know each other that well it's like yeah i i and and i i just want to go i just want to say something and please forgive me you know i'm i might curse or, or whatever but three days i mean there's no way on god's green earth that in three days i'm gonna meet somebody and just do something crazy off. I mean, not saying that I would, but we're talking about three days. They didn't even know each other. I'm like, I'm thinking there were friends for years and things like that. Like, so even that should be something that sticks out. They didn't even know each other. They didn't even know each other.
0: On top of that, and I don't want to label whatever is wrong with him, But Koski has mental, his mental health. He has mental health issues. He was in a, we found this out through court, that he was in a mental facility um, prior to the murders, and he had only been out like three weeks. And he was released without medication, and he was released without a doctor actually signing his paperwork.
2: The defense says Koski has a history of mental
0: illness. So there... The system failed him because they released him had they not released him and had they paid attention to what they were doing and not now uh, a practitioner whatever you want to call it and actually listened to him because I think the I think when he went to court they even said that he even told the doctor that he um, needed medicine and he didn't feel safe or something in that nature like he, he was trying to tell them that he didn't want to be released because he felt like he was going to do something that he shouldn't do or whatever.
2: DA Darius Patillo says
0: Kosky turned violent for no reason.
2: I can tell you that there was no prior altercation um, concerning these victims on that day.
0: The sad part about it is they, this kid had been trying to get help for like all his entire life from when he went to, when he did his plea hearing, um, the judge, I mean, not the judge, the attorney, that was for him. um Had like several huge boxes of mental health records on him, and even gave testimonies from you know his parents or his mom or whatever, where she had stated that you know even as a, a young little boy at three and four years old, that she didn't understand why sometimes he would go and just hit his head up against the wall and just be banging his head on the wall. You know, what I'm saying she they he had been in and out of mental institutions. um He had gotten in trouble, been in and out of jail and stuff like that, and just all kinds of different things. And when I heard, I've even heard the 911 calls. Um, When he called in to 911, um, he had just stated to the 911 people that uh, he had, his mom told him that uh, the police wanted to talk to him and his sister. And he, you know, and so that right there just says a lot for his mental state is, if if I tell you, you know, Rashida, the police want to talk to you, you know what I'm saying? You're not going to call 911. You're going to go down to the police station and be like, okay, you want to talk to me? What's
1: up? Yeah, you... I kind of got lost there. Like, wait a minute. He called 911 and said the police want to talk to him. Oh, my gosh. It's like right. the system failed him. And by them failing him, it Before just blew up.
0: People lost their
1: Exactly. Which means that it's prop like you said it's political and it seems like it's a whole lot deeper than that too because really that means the negligence falls on them
0: mm-hmm. you know when i heard his i was actually listening to the 9 call with a friend of mine and because we were we were hard into this like we were researching everything we was cia and detectives Everything about this whole entire case, because
1: I'm sure,
0: even you know, what I'm saying she knew that Matthew was innocent. You know, what I'm saying so, um, and she wasn't even she, you know, was a neighbor of mine. She lived down the street and around the corner from me, but just and her son and Matthew, they were friends. And Matthew had spent mine over there a couple of times, but we were, you know, how you are, you're friends with people, but you don't see them every single day. Right, right. So we was, you know, kind of like that, but we was into it. And after we finished listening to the 911 call and you could tell that, you know, when they were they when the all the police pulled up there, you can tell when they arrested him. They tell when they put handcuffs on him and all that other stuff Well, it not arresting, but they handcuffs on him. The lady was explaining to him what was going on and trying to keep him calm and letting him know, you know, don't be nervous, whatever. This is just safety issues. Cause she already knew what the situation was, anyways. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, and he just was like, Yes, ma'am. Okay. You know, I mean, and it was like when you're listening to him talk, that was the first time I ever heard him talk. Cause I don't even know, I don't even know the kid.
2: Mm-hmm. I've
0: never even met him, never even seen him in my life, like until this happened. And, it was almost like hearing an 8-year-old child talk wow. and once it was over with we both just started crying and i was like this just really i said this breaks my heart even more i was like because i really don't think that he knows what happened i really don't think that he understands what he did i was like that that breaks my heart even more i said like, because now this is clearly showing that the system has failed him
1: yeah most definitely I was like, I don't, I don't know anything about this boy. Nothing. And it,
0: it's just a whole. It's just the whole situation is a story. I mean, I mean, it's just sad. It just it's
1: sad it story. seems like quicksand. Like it's like me listening to it. It just seems like it just it's like quicksand. It just keeps getting um, deeper, deeper and deeper and deeper. And it's like, how do you get out? Like, like. What comes to my mind is how an innocent person drowning, like like you're like, how do you get out? It seems like it's so simple to us, um, saying, okay, here's the evidence, this is what happened, he didn't do it, he's saying he didn't do it, we know he didn't do this. It just seems all so simple, but it's quicksand. It it's like. You know, it's like you're looking at somebody drowning and you're saying to yourself, all I got to do is just like reach my hand out and grab them and pull them out. But it's not that easy. And that's what's so sad, messed up, frustrating, because all he needs is for somebody's hand to extend out and pull him out. But it's everything holding the hand back, holding your arm back, holding you back. And, And it's so simple. It's so simple. Yep. It shouldn't have because to be taking six years plus for something that's so simple.
0: You know, I don't. Here's the the re, This is the this this here is crazy all together. I mean, the whole the whole situation is is crazy. But this is really the crazy part that. Uh, I don't understand why the DA and the attorneys and the people that are just want to believe that the black kid is uh, guilty and all this stuff. I don't, this is part that I don't understand about it.
1: As the interview continues with Angie, Matthew's mom, A light bulb went off into my head and I started thinking about the Central Park Five. In 1989, five teenagers, four Black and one Latino, were wrongfully accused of assault and rape in the so-called Central Park Jogger case. Each of the boys were convicted. It wasn't until 2002 that DNA evidence confirmed that they were all innocent. But this was all after Corey Wise met murderer and serial rapist Matias Reyes in prison. He confessed to being the actual lone perpetrator of the Central Park jogger rape. 2002, Corey Wise was released from prison. The other four had already did their time and was released.
0: Former prosecutor at the Center of New York's notorious Central Park Five rape case faces very strong backlash after the release of a hard-hitting Netflix series. Linda Fairstein stepped down from the boards of a college and a nonprofit charity. She was the top Manhattan sex crimes prosecutor when five teenagers were wrongfully convicted following the 1989 attack on a female jogger. Many are hearing about this case for the first time because of the series When They See Us. Linda Fairstein is played by Felicity Huffman, a role filmed before Huffman, admitted to participating in the college admission scandal. She's seen as a single-minded prosecutor convinced of the young men's guilt. They brutally raped a woman and discarded her like a piece of garbage. The accused later said they were coerced into confessing.
2: These young men were the proxies for all kinds of other agendas. The city of New York reached a $41 million settlement with the five in 2014, years after another man confessed, linked to the crime by DNA
0: evidence. We interviewed Raymond Santana, one of the Central Park Five,
2: after his exoneration. What do you say to the people out there who just... Don't believe you're innocent. These people have their mind fixated on us being guilty. We have tried everything we possibly could to prove our innocence, and our innocence has been proven.
0: You have a mental health person, and if people don't understand mental health, they have to be educated about it, because if you don't understand it, you can't talk about it. Mm -hmm. Because if you've never suffered from any type of, of mental health issue, you can't talk about it. If you don't have anybody in your family that has had any kind of issues, you can't talk about it. You can't judge somebody by their mental health issues because that stuff is real. That stuff is serious. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's not, oh, you got depression. You All you do is sit around and cry all day long. No, it comes with other things like anxiety, uh, frustration, uh, slinging things, you know, cussing people out, all that stuff. Like, that's all a form of depression. Yeah. When you are schizophrenic, you literally do hear voices in your head, and it really does make you seem like people are talking about you. Um, you hear think people tell you to do stuff. I mean, it's just sometimes it's a little controllable, and sometimes it's not. Yeah, you know, it can, it's just sometimes it can it can take a control of your whole entire brain and make you do things as it did Koski.
1: Schizophrenative disorder is a mental illness that can affect your thoughts, mood, and behavior. You may have symptoms of bipolar disorder and schizophrenia. These symptoms may be mania, depression, and psychosis. About 1 in 200 people develop schizophrenic disorder at some time during their life. This disorder is a mental health disorder that is marked by a combination of schizophrenia symptoms, such as hallucinations or delusions.
0: And I don't feel like he should be punished into prison for the rest of his entire life because the system failed him since he was three years old and could never really get him on the right medicine that would keep him normal. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? And for him, to, it's it's like, it's a, it's the opposite of dementia. Dementia makes you lose your entire mind and you go back to baby stage and you do, you know, all kinds of crazy things. Autism makes kids be bad and hit people and scream at the top of their lungs and make you look like you want to beat the hell out of them because they don't have no home training. But really, in actually, it's autism. Yeah. So schizophrenia is not no different. Now you got the justice system wanting to attack autism kids when they can't help it either so that's that's one thing that's wrong with this (sighs) two you want to blame the black kid because you don't feel like you have enough with the white kid so let's pull the black kid into that too yeah because Because
1: it's it's so you know i was um i was listening to uh this podcast earlier today you know like i said I, i listened to a lot of um crime and all that kind of stuff so they were talking about the mcnaughton rule mcnewton mcnaughton rule um and it was about a guy who i want to say like 1953 or something like that but this is where they got the temporary insanity rule from is because he was schizophrenic and he actually thought that this commission or these people were were trying to do something to him and he went and he attempted to shoot uh shoot someone and shot someone else but they were literally saying like this is where this came from and a lot of times um Because of everything you just said, you know, they're mentally ill, they're sick, they don't know what they're doing. And at the time of them doing it, either they don't know, they don't realize, or they think that they're doing something to protect themselves because of the voices and the things that they hear in their head. So if you have that as a defense, now it's like, well, that's not good enough, you know, because we could just say they they were insane, but we need somebody to pay for you. So you go to... The black kid that fits perfectly (laughs) because of America, you know, he fits perfectly in and what we need politically. You know, we got a a, a case. We'll just close it. We'll put it on him. This is what the the public wants to see. This is what, you know, politically what, what they want to see. And it sucks. And that's exactly what it seems like they're doing. They know that this boy probably can get off. Because of well, his see, mental illness here's
0: the here's the messed up thing about it is okay, so when Matthew first got arrested, the d a at the time was a black lady, mm-hmm. and she ended up leaving, retiring, getting fired one of the two I don't want the three, I don't know mm-hmm. and then Darius Patello came in office. well, now we here we are five, six months, seven months into him being locked up. When Darius Patello came aboard, I believe, and that's when he decided to put the death penalty on the table. Oh my god! Now, here's the going back to Koski and why I wanted to say something about his mental health is going back to the this ment the whole mental health issue. At the same time, why this kid is mental health, and he may not understand. And we don't know how he feels because I don't think anybody's asked him
2: mm-hmm.
0: about what happened. And I don't really, I don't even know if he even really truly understands like the physical and mental effect that he had on, that he has on these the, the victims' families of what he did. Mm-hmm. But still, to this day, from day one to now, he has still said the same thing continuously and is fighting just as hard as me and anybody else is for Matthew, that Matthew is innocent. And if that right there doesn't speak volume to anybody, I don't know what else they need to prove that he's innocent.
1: Me either.
0: This kid has been sentenced to 140-something years. He has been mentally locked up his whole entire life now he's going to be physically and mentally locked up for the rest of his entire life and, and he's still, still. Yeah. on medicine off medicine however he you you got him in all of those stages he was still proclaiming matthew's innocent because when he wasn't on medicine and he went to preliminary hearing and the detective got up and lied and said that he named matthew as his accomplice he had outbursts in court and said no i never said that when he was on medicine, he still was proclaiming Matthew innocent. And since he's, we've gotten these JPEG messages, found out that he signed his plea only. These were what he stated to Demeter that reason why he signed the plea. He signed the plea because he didn't want to be executed in front of his mother. And he signed the plea thinking that they were going to release Matthew if he signed that plea. When he found out that Matthew was still incarcerated, that boy flipped the script.
1: Yeah, Demita sent me um, his JPay message, and I, I I read it today, and I I I texted her this morning. I was like, "Girl, I don't know how you do it. Like this little boy been on my heart all night. I don't, I don't, I don't know how you do it." I mean, I I read it. I read it this morning when I woke up because she sent me your information and she sent me that and it just, it just, I, it, I, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. But only thing I know is that I just, however, you know, however God is using me right now or whatever tool that I am, um, I'm just use me because I feel bad. You know, I really feel bad. Um, And it's my heart again. You know, it just goes out to both you and him and all the families affected, you know. And I really think it's extraordinary, you know, for a mom who has a son is going through this for you to even not hold any, you know, ill will towards their family. You know, they're, you know, treating you and your son in the worst way. And you guys still have a heart. And that... That is really big and, and I just pray I honestly do pray that God does touch their hearts and open their hearts up so that they can see what needs to be seen. Um, I do honestly believe that everything happens for a reason. Nothing is um mm-hmm. by chance nor mistake. And so I don't know, Matthew might be here to change some things, create some history. Um yes, ma'am. that's what that's what greatness is and so yes, ma'am. It could be that you know it's it could be a, this pathway got a little bit of suffering in it you know it's it's a little painful but whatever his purpose is is way 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 bigger I mean nobody who can have a spirit that can sit there and be so forgiving and have so much faith and be so hopeful and for I mean it's for something it's definitely for something and um I don't know I don't know Matthew but I feel like. Whatever I can do to help. Whatever I can do to help you, him, or whatever. He's here for a reason. I know that. I I know that. I'm extremely intuitive. Uh, I'm an energy person. I I feel what the universe pulls my way. And I'm telling you, as as, as much as I'm trying to hold in my emotions, because it's very overwhelming. I, I, I feel the chills on my body. He's here for a reason. I don't know. But I know oh. that.
0: you know what um i'm sorry but i don't know what's wrong with me today but
1: it's okay i tend to make people cry
0: (laughs) it's just i mean it's uh god's speaking through you right now i'm just gonna say that because i don't when i Usually when I do a podcast, I don't get emotional until I, somebody asks me a question about Matthew as far as uh, how he, his well-being is or his spirit or something like that, you know, or mm-hmm. or the conditions he's in and things. And then that's when I get upset, you know what I'm saying? Because I, I don't like to think about what my baby's going through, yeah. you know, in there on a daily basis. So that's the only time. Um, I try to block certain things out so I don't think about the bad that, things that he's going through,
1: mm-hmm. and
0: that's what keeps me going, and that, and I work a lot, like, I work a lot, 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 like, I work, I'm working, like, 60 hours a week a lot. Yeah. So, um, that keeps me going, you know what I'm saying, and then yeah. I'm, I do not get no sleep hardly, so I'm always that, and I have a grandbaby, so I'm always doing something, I'm staying busy, because I don't want to think about... Yeah. None of this, you know. I'm saying, I just want to be positive. I try to think positive, but everything you're state you're speaking right now is you're speaking it from your heart, and and it's something that God is laying on you right now. Because mm-hmm. I wouldn't be getting this emotional because it's not me being emotional. This is the Spirit hitting me, and I mm-hmm. know you know what I'm saying. So
1: I feel it. <laughs> it
0: everything <laughs> it, it, It's just I know it is. I know yeah. that what Matthew is going through. Is, is for a reason. It is. And that is another reason why I keep, how I keep my faith. Because this story could go on in hours and hours and hours because it's so much to it with, with his case and things that God has showed me, things yeah. that people, people God has put in my path, the strangers that have gave, given me words of wisdom and knowledge and, you know, all that stuff. And then when people hear Matthew's story, they don't even know him, and then they say, "Oh, he's coming home. Mm-hmm. Oh, he's coming home." I mean, mm-hmm. it's just like, how do you get that vibe off of something you don't even know? Really? You don't know this kid Like, it's not that I don't want to take those, but it's just like, my, I'm like, why, why do they say that? Like, what it's makes messages. you that and feel <laughs> that he's coming home? You know, what I'm saying, like, yeah. it's just. But now, at first, is how I used to think. But now it's just like, thank you, Lord yeah thank you God. They're just because little
1: reminders little little messengers you know they probably don't even know why they're saying it but whatever vibe or whatever energy that hits them you know it's it's that's why they're saying it that's why they're saying it it's it's messages you know it's God on your shoulder in your mind trying to trying to give you a reminder like hey he's okay we haven't forgot you know I haven't forgotten about him it's that's why it comes to you like that. That's exactly why i come to you like that isn't that people are message vessels we're vessels yes we're vessels you know and so sometimes god just wants you to hear it you know um because one thing i do know for sure faith is something extremely hard to have to have because as human beings we're used to what we can see we need evidence you know well if this happened then i know this can happen um, faith is something very hard to have because it's unseen. So when you have those moments, that's just God showing you and telling you because he knows like we're having something we can't see. So let me give you a reminder just here and there through these people, these messengers, they're just vessels. We're all just vessels. And
0: when, when you don't think God is working, Oh, he's working. when He's really working.
1: He's working. He's definitely he's really working. working. He's definitely working. You know, it's just like the story that we all know. I mean, we all know about Jesus Christ. We all know what he went through. We all know the beatings, the stonings, the this, the that. You know, we know the story of 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 um Job. You know, Job was stripped down of everything possible, and um everybody wanted him to forsake God, and he wouldn't. He wouldn't stray, and that's Matthew. He's not going to stray no matter how hard everything is coming his way to still have faith, to still believe in God. You got to know. You got to know God got him. You got to know that. You have to know that. And like I said, whatever it is that um, I can do, I appreciate you so much. For even talking to me and again like my podcast is really like about my husband you know my journey as a prison wife but I just felt like I have to tell this boy's story like I have to help however I can and incorporate this because I mean I know this feeling I don't know this feeling but I know this feeling you know um and I'm, well, I
0: will say this because I know this really went totally different than I expected it to. So I want to say thank you
1: because I, <laughs> this,
0: and each podcast has been different, mm-hmm. but this one has really been really different. Like it's just, I, it's a different feeling like it's a different people can I, I don't know why i don't know why it's, it's just the way it flowed it flowed differently mm-hmm. like it wasn't all about matthew it was about the case what's mm-hmm. important in the case and things like that so in the hope that because i didn't really get a chance to tell the story about matthew so because i didn't i will say this so anybody that's listening can go to youtube and even you can and and if you can't find it i'll send it to you just so you can have it if you want to attach it okay to your podcast you can send me what send
1: me whatever you want me to have i'm gonna post it
0: this is um somebody i don't know who did this i don't know who made this um youtube for me Mm -hmm. but i wish i could get in contact with her or message her but i don't have youtube and i'm not subscribed to I don't even have time to barely get on Facebook, so I don't do all that social media stuff like that. I have it. I just don't be on it like most yeah. people are. Yeah, yeah. But um, this girl did a YouTube video, and she said, why isn't anyone talking about Matthew Baker? And she, it's 10 minutes long, mm-hmm. and she, tells, she basically reads the article that Kaylin wrote the first time, but she tells the whole story briefly, and she gives her own little input into it as well. So, um, if anybody wants to listen to that, they can go to that. Okay. They can um, go to change.org and type in Matthew Baker's uh, name in the search bar. There's an article on there that's like ten minutes long too to read it, and it basically tells the story of why Matthew is in the situation that he's in.
1: Okay.
0: If you sign, um, you just course, signing it is just you put your name on there and then you share it on your social media. So whether you share it on Twitter or Facebook or send it through emails, just share it. And then the more shares it gets, the more Change.org boosts it up, the more that people can see it, the more signatures we get, and the more that it will help Matthew, hopefully, when he gets ready to go to court. Because if his attorneys and the judge and all that, see that people are really paying attention to Mm -hmm. his case, they're going to do what's right.
1: Okay. Well, I'm definitely going to sign it and post it. And like I said, (laughs) whatever you have um, that you want to share with me, send it to me. I will definitely, um, I'll put it out there. I'll put it out there. I want to help as much as I can.
0: And they can... You know, even like if you share, if you sign the petition now and you share it one time, share it again next week or share it again the week after next. You know what I'm saying? Like just continuously let it circle through on Facebook because, and I kind of got a, a little stray away from it. I was doing it there pretty much like every week. I was doing it like once a week, sharing his um, change that old thing. Mm-hmm. But the more you share it, it gives the opportunity for 25 more different people to see it than they that the the, who saw it the first time. Okay. Okay. So you can just, you know, share it once a time, or if you, whenever you do your podcast, um, just if you do it once a week, just go mention his name and have people go on there and read a story.
1: Um,
0: we're in the process of getting him pages set up and stuff, which I have a Facebook group page for him and I'll, I'll friend you on Facebook. Okay. And then I'll invite you to his page because it's private right now. Okay. But I did that to protect my friends and stuff and family from seeing the nasty comments. Yes. Yes. But we're going to do one that's going to be public. Okay. And then we already got him an Instagram page that started, but we just haven't added anything to it yet. So. Okay. kind of been focusing on his case a little bit and stuff and get new things or whatever but we're going to get that going too so that's coming soon um and then that's pretty much it i mean always just prayers prayers is just really needed um just you know for the same thing that i'm praying for that god reveal the truth and you know that the victims have the victims families have some kind of closure to this and my baby comes home
1: and I will continue to pray because I know he's coming home. Um, send him my love and 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 you know. Make sure you tell him he. I I said he's amazing and I can't wait to meet him on the outside because that's gonna happen. As you guys know. I have started a support group, Fed Up Wives, supporting wives of incarcerated federal inmates. This is a nonprofit organization set to help both emotionally and mentally, but financial as well. To contact Fed Up Wives, please email fedupwives.org at gmail.com. The contact number is 404-927-8011. Please like and join the Facebook page, Fed Up Wives Organization. You guys have supported me, and now it is time for me to support you. Now back to the show. Just know you you have a new person on board with you. I'm here.
0: Well, I appreciate that. I
1: thank you that very much. You are so welcome, and I want you to have a, well, try to have an, amazing night and just know that like i said everything happens for a reason and matthew has a purpose yes
0: has yes a purpose. ma'am for sure and you're part of
1: team matthew now so yes i am <laughs> like i said i my prayers are with you guys and um i appreciate it i, I have to call demita and tell her too because she really has um she really has been supporting me on this, on my podcast as well. So, um, yeah. Yeah, I've,
0: I've you know, I've heard, um, I've heard a lot about you.
1: <sighs> yeah, the that, Dee Dee, that's my girl. We've been friends for, for a good little minute. And, um, you know, she's very supportive and, uh, she supports me. I support her. And, you know, that's, that's, that's how it's been. So I'm definitely going to call her because uh, I know she's probably wondering. I told her I was going to call you today. And we were going to talk and do the interview and all that. So I definitely um, have to call her because she, oh my God, yesterday she, she listened. I don't know. Did you hear the podcast yesterday? Cause she sent me a message and she's like, you made me cry. And I'm like, girl, I was trying to hold it in. Oh my God. <clears throat> And I just couldn't.
0: She sent it to me, but I didn't have time to listen to it yesterday because I was working all day long yesterday.
1: I couldn't hold it in. I was trying. I was... She said I heard it because my voice was cracking, you know, and I was really trying... You know, I'm trying to be professional. You know, so I'm trying to Figure out how, and I'm like, you know what? This is my podcast, and it's unscripted, it's uncut, it doesn't matter. I just let it go. and it, I couldn't hold it. I just could not hold it. and She was like, you made me cry. I heard it in your voice. I'm like, girl, I, I, <laughs> I couldn't, I couldn't hold it. And then my concentration from that point on. Was gone. <laughs> I couldn't get the rest of my show right to save my life. I was throwing out wrong numbers, saying I, I was like, you know what? Excuse me, guys. Like my concentration is all gone now. So you're just gonna have to bear with me. But that's how much it touched me. And a lot of things don't really move me like that. I I I feel it, you know. And when I feel it, it's overwhelming. I I can't fight it. It's like catching the Holy Ghost. I can't fight it. And that's how I felt yesterday. But yeah. So um. You have my number. Save it. Send me whatever you want me to have. Um, I will touch bases with you, uh, frequently, and um, I, I'm I'm as soon as I can talk to Matthew, I I want to talk to him. I just want to talk to him. Just you know, give send him some love, if if nothing else.
0: Yeah. Um. I can't wait for you to talk to him because everybody that does talk to him they always um they always have something good to say about him and I always prepare him ahead of time to like okay Jesus. yeah when you hear him talk I was like you're you're just gonna be you're gonna be amazed by the the faith that he has or or you're gonna you'll see what everybody else sees because it's like the same everybody says the same thing that he's laugh he, he's he's lovable. He's funny um his laugh gets you um i mean just when is his birthday uh october 9th okay and you know they'll just say he's his spirit is just one of a kind it's like he's you know he's not the he's not the life of the party but he's the life of the party
1: he sounds like the life of the party yeah yeah
0: you know what i'm saying you know it's just like when he He's like a light bulb, you know what I'm saying? It doesn't matter what room he walks into. Light the up. The room is lit up by him. And I, w- I wish I would have thought about it before, but if I could find this message that somebody sent me on Facebook, it was somebody that was, um, he actually came to court, one of Matthew's court sessions, but he was locked up with Matthew. Mm-hmm. And he was in there for a while. And I can't, I can't tell you how many people call me. I many people send me messages on Facebook, Instagram? Um, you know, they call me periodically to keep up with Matthew, see how he's doing. Uh, when they get out and they get, you know, get themselves together, they go put money on his books, you know, just, just randomly, not like all the time, but just, you know, I, this one guy, he was, um, his story really touched my heart. Um, he's kind of young, he's in his 20s or whatever, but he's married, he had kids. And he was locked up for violation probation or whatever. But he was they was not allowing him. He's a uh, he was Spanish guy, mm-hmm. but they wasn't allowing him to bond. And the only thing he kept stressing about was getting out of there because his wife had just had a baby, and he needed to be there so he could work because he was a sole provider for them. But Henry County wouldn't let him out and all this other stuff. And he had gotten to a point where he really was depressed, and he just wanted to kill himself.
1: Mm-hmm. But
0: Matthew talked to him and told him, you know, man, it's gonna be all right. You know, so just pray about it. You know, God's gonna, He's gonna help you out. Just pray, you know, whatever. So I think when maybe six months to seven, eight months after he had been in there, they ended up giving him a bond. Mm. And I think maybe maybe it might have went even even went into like a year. But when he finally got out um and he got back to work and stuff like that and i don't think i don't think the guys are in any trouble or nothing like that now but he called me and he already been out for a while or whatever mm-hmm. and uh, he just said he said um miss baker he said i just want you to know he said you have an amazing son and he said i was so deep in depression and i really wanted to kill myself because of this this and this and this he said but your son It's something about him he said his spirit lifted me up and if it wasn't for his spirit i don't know how i would have made made it through my time in there he said because that's a horrible place other people sent me messages you know that matthew sings in there i think he sounds horrible on the room over the phone (laughs) but They say he sounds really good. Of course, that's the phone, and I would never tell my baby that he sounds horrible. But uh, he just sounds like he's singing through his nose. But uh, I just, you know, me, I'm like, yeah, it sounds good, (laughs) baby. God, the voice. No,
1: so what (laughs) y'all (laughs) hear?
0: Yeah, but they, um, this one guy, the way he wrote it to me, he said that when you're in a place like that it's like a place that you never would want your worst enemy to be because it's never quiet in there
2: mm-hmm. it's always
0: loud and it's always some commotion it's always chaos it's always you having to look over your shoulder and make sure that you know the next person behind you is not kind of trying to stab you in the back or something and it's just it's just and then not only that being confined into one room you know what i'm saying that's yeah. not big enough for anything and it's like that's mental torture right there as it is yeah he said but when you're in there he said and then all of a sudden you hear this voice just echo throughout the whole dorm he said it's like peace he says like you being away from where you're really at and he said matthew would sing in there every night and everybody was quiet and they listened to him and he's singing gospel songs whatever it is but he's you know just singing away and everybody's just listening to him he said it's like a piece like no other
1: i'm gonna tell you something that's gonna freak you out as you're talking to me it's crazy because i'm listening to you and it sounds like everything i went through with my dad my dad was like that all the people when he when they got out you know even the guards when my dad was in the hospital one of the guys was a deacon And he was telling me how, you know, he went home and he cried to his wife about, you know, my dad... Being sick and and just different things like that, and he was like, your dad was just amazing. Like he prayed every night, you know. All the younger guys, because my dad, of course, was older, but all the younger guys, you know, he got them to pray. And I had guys calling me when they got out, like I never had a dad. Your dad was like a dad to me. Like, and it's like all the stuff you're saying to me sounds like my dad. And then I start thinking, as you're talking, I'm like, she said his birthday was October ninth. My dad's birthday is January ninth. It's the same numbers. Mm-hmm. It's the same number. It's like ten nine and one and and 0, 1, 9, and he yeah. looks like he. It, your son looks like he could be my dad's son or my dad's brother. <laughs> and I'm just sitting here like this sounds so familiar. Like I know I just it's it's just confirmation for me. Like he has a big spirit. Um, and just think. He probably, he saved that man's life. I mean, what, what, what else is, there's proof. Like, if he wasn't there, his purpose was there at that time, at that point in life for him to save somebody's life. Yep. He just saved somebody's life. Yep. So, you know, he, he, God, God is using Matthew for something and Matthew knows it more than we do.
0: Mm Mm-hmm.
1: He definitely knows
0: that's, it more than we do. That's why I don't push the issue right now of how many years he's been in there.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, it's a reason. Mm-hmm. Um, and in God's timing, Matthew would be home. And yep. I told him this uh, this past year on his birthday uh, this 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 past October October twenty seventh made five years. And I don't don't know where this came from and why I did it, but I decided that, um, and it was just something, I don't know, it was just something that was really heavy on my heart, like real, real heavy on my heart. And so when his birthday came, I decided to do a balloon release. Mm -hmm. And um, in the balloon release, the purpose behind it was the shackles being broken off of him. Mhm, and him being free and that this was going to be his last birthday in there
1: Mhm, and it is i i i believe it i believe it
0: and i told him um told him several months ago i said I don't, we were talking and I don't know why, where it came from either and I said Matthew I just have this really really strong feeling and I said um, one or two things is going to happen I said you either are going to have to stay in there five years or seven and I said I don't know why those two are in my head mm-hmm. I said but it's either going to be five or seven I said five is the right hand of God and seven is his number seven 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 seven. Mhm. I said so it's either five or seven one of those I said and you're coming home so here we are that supposedly this year we were supposed to be trial ready by June and I don't see that coming
1: right
0: I don't see um why they would want to do a trial in the anniversary month because that just kind of relives, makes these people relive all this pain. Oh, all yeah, stuff. yeah. So I don't, who knows, we may, they may pop it up in the, you know, in the next month or two when we go to court like bam, bam, bam. And then all of a sudden we're in trial by June. Who knows? And then again, it may not be. So it's all in God's time and I don't push anything. I'm patient and I wait for it because, The longer we sit here and we wait, the longer they keep screwing up.
1: Yeah. And that's another thing. Time. (laughs) Time is sometimes your friend. Truthfully.
0: Very much so. Truthfully. But I will thank you. I receive every great thing that you have spoken tonight.
1: You are so welcome. It wasn't me. (laughs) <laughs> it wasn't me. I I felt it and I had to say it. Um I've been feeling it since yesterday. I really have. So I'm just glad that God was um that chose me, chose me to talk to you and um send you this love. I'm 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 appreciative. I am appreciative of that and like I said, I'm here, you know, um, I'm here. Yeah, I don't
0: like you making me cry,
1: though. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so when I call you back in the next couple of days, we're going to just talk about stuff. I I, I got to fix the crying. I got to fix the crying. Oh, Lord. I got to fix the crying. <laughs> but... um, yeah. The
0: meter made me cry earlier, too, so... And she'll be like, "Oh, I didn't need to make you cry." It's like it's okay, you know, whatever. But I know she
1: says I she... make her cry too. I don't know. Oh my god, I'm my mother. My mother has that effect. My mother makes animals. Oh my god! So here's a funny thing that we can laugh about before we get off the phone. My mother has an effect that makes animals pee. Like my mom could see a dog and a dog, a pet a dog. The dog just pees. I don't know what it is about my mom, but <laughs> whenever she meets somebody's animal, I don't care. It's like the dogs get so excited. They just pee. Every time I am like, mom, you better move your foot. The dog's going to pee. I mean, I don't know. So I'm like, oh my God, am I my mom? <laughs> because my mom has had that effect her, ever since I was a kid. Like all my friends... um. One when they ran away from home, they called my mom. You know, my mom has always been the one to bring out the emotions and everybody, even the animals. I promise you every animal my mom eats, peace, I guess I'm my mom <laughs> <some> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but I just wanna tell you man send send him my love, tell him I can't wait to meet him. I can't wait to talk to him um. I think he's amazing from afar. So you have all my love, all my encouragement, all my positivity. You know, I am going, I'm sending out those vibrations and those vibes right now to you. Um, And I hope you have an amazing evening and definitely send me everything you want me to have. And I will keep in touch with you. Alrighty. Well, good night and thank you so much.
0: Oh, no, thank you, ma'am. Thank you. And All right. We look forward to talking to you more.
1: Yes, I will call you on Thursday.
0: Okay. All right. All right. Bye. Bye bye.
1: Before I jump into conversations with myself, JoJo, and Michelle, there are a few things that I want to point out, and these are my thoughts. There was a statement that was made. I do not know who the statement was made by, so I cannot quote it. But there was a statement that was uh, made that Matthew was just as guilty due to the fact that he did not help the victims or he did not try to stop Koski. And I think that is the craziest thing I've ever heard. You have to factor in the fact, as I stated before... Matthew and Jacob did not know each other. They had just met three days prior to this um, horrible incident. And you're expecting a 18-year-old kid to stop someone who is having a manic episode, who's schizophrenic, who is on a violent rampage and completely off the rails. We're talking about... Two kids, basically well well, I say kids because that's just what I'm saying um because I can I continuously look at matthew as as like my little brother, my son, my nephew, or whatever, but you're asking an eighteen year old to stop someone who is going through an episode, someone that he does not even know. I personally would not get into the line of fire with someone I know that is having a schizophrenic episode are completely going off the rails. So to even come up with that is completely crazy to me. Um, Earlier in the episode I mentioned about the um, the McNaughton rule. This is something that came about I want to say in the 19 um Maybe the, I'm sorry, 1840s. I I quoted myself uh, incorrectly earlier. i said the uh, 1950s or something like that, but I meant the 1840s. Um, This is where the whole uh, defense of insanity came from. This man was, um, he he actually killed someone. He was trying to shoot someone else and he killed um, another person instead. He had schizophrenia. He was under the assumption that everything that he was doing was correct. He was defending himself. He thought that these people were against him. And this is where the McNaughton rule came in at. Again, this is something from um, 1840. So we're talking about someone who is mentally ill and is completely going off the rails And you're asking for an 18-year-old who barely even knows him to stop him. The second thing that comes to mind when I think about that statement is, and I hate to play the race card, I really, really do, but back in slavery time, the slaves were explained and described as robust young men of strength who were physically able to do Hard labor, um, work, long hours, and all of this came from them looking at the physical of the black man. And when I heard that statement, those two things popped in my mind. The fact that you're asking someone to stop a person that they barely know who's having an episode, and the fact that you're asking the black kid, although there were others there, you're asking the black kid to be the superhero. My next thought is that within a letter the the actual letter that matthew baker wrote to his attorney he states the fact that there were other people in the car with him the other people were arrested out on bail and matthew is the only one six years later who is still incarcerated
0: Three of five suspects arrested in connection with the deaths of three people in Henry County. They were in court this morning. Fox 5's Mark Teichner was there as they went before a judge.
2: Three of the five suspects charged in connection with this quadruple shooting appeared in court here at the Henry County Jail this morning. Among those, the two alleged shooters. Uh, they are, according to police, Matthew Baker Jr. and Jacob Cole Kosky. Now, they are being held without bond because of the nature of the charges that they're facing. Those include three counts of murder, four counts of aggravated assault. On top of that, Kosky also faces weapons charges. Also in Court was Brooke Knight. She is one of the three people who have been charged with obstruction. Knight uh, was granted a $750 bond. She, like both Kosky and Baker, asked for court appointed attorneys. The other two uh, suspects accused of obstruction uh, we are talking about Jacob Williams and Kayla Head. They posted $1,100 bonds and have already been released.
1: And not only is he incarcerated, they are trying to give this kid the death penalty.
2: Matthew Baker also faces the death penalty.
1: Um, and that is a big concern of mine. The fact that he's being held responsible. He's being linked to Jacob. um, Even after Jacob has written several people about his innocence, about Matthew's innocence. And again, it brings me back to the Central Park five. These were five kids who did not even know each other. These guys were not even friends. And you group them together and you put them apart of a horrible act. And I'm gonna play devil's advocate for a second, and I'm gonna just speak truthfully because this is what I do. This this is what I what my podcast is about unscripted, uncut, and my raw emotions. As I stated to Demita, there is no way I'm going to take penitentiary chances with somebody that I don't know. I'm not taking penitentiary chances for someone that I do know. And for some reason, it's as if common sense does not play a factor in any of these two cases I don't understand how you could put a group of five kids together that will commit an act together and don't even know each other and do this together. Matthew and Jacob only knew each other for three days. Three days. This is not a Bonnie and Clyde situation. This is not a ride or die situation. The common sense to me would be to definitely factor in the fact that there's a possibility that this boy did not know anything because he did not even know Jacob. And those are, those are my thoughts. Those are my thoughts. Matthew, um, his story touched me and ever since I read his letter on my episode 17, i I have just felt like it's imperative for me to use my platform and use my voice to to tell his story. And those are my thoughts. Um, That is why I use the Central Park Five as well. Um, I brought up the McNew- McNaughton rule. Because a lot of these things have come to my mind as I ponder over Matthew every day. Um... I cannot stop thinking about him. So I just ask you guys, you know, follow your heart, follow God, and if you do want to stand with me on this, his change.org petition will be attached to this episode The YouTube links um, for the videos that his mother spoke about will be attached to this episode. The article from Kaylin Womack um, from Honeysuckle Magazine will also be added into this episode. And again, I thank you guys so much for joining me, for um, just listening. This is totally off script. I know it is. You know, this podcast is about the love between me and my husband, the chronicles of, of just the everyday life as a prison wife, um, the love stories of other inmate uh couples and marriages and and everything to do with positivity and love. But this right here is something that I feel like God has put in my pathway and I must see this through um as much as I possibly can humanly possibly uh humanly (laughs) possible um that i can so again thank you guys for tuning in and joining me this is bonus episode 10 part 2 and so my question for today for you guys out there listening is it a coincidence? Is it alphabetical order? Or is it the way the media is putting it out there? That Matthew Baker Jr.'s name is said several times first when Jacob Kosky is indeed the one that took each individual person's life in this case. You tell me, guys. Coincidence? Alphabetical order? Or is it the way that it's being portrayed out there? Thank you guys again. Bonus episode 10, part
0: two.
1: Hey guys, next week, conversations with myself, Jojo, and Michelle will be back to our regular scheduled program. Thanks again for joining me on bonus episode 10, part two. You can find this podcast on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Anchor FM, iHeart Radio, or wherever you get your podcast. For episode updates, upcoming live episodes, discussion forms, and contact information, please visit the website, wetlockchronicles.com. <laughs>